Hey everyone, I'm sure you're chomping at the bit for another sci-fi episode where we're going to cover the last two catching fire methods. So last time I talked to you about fat fire and lean fire, and I'm sure a lot of you are thinking, oh, I cannot wait to get this second podcast so that I can have my spouse hear the first podcast, follow it up with this podcast so that we can start doing something different with our finances so that we can live the life that we were meant to live. So here it goes. Coast fire. That's the third catching fire principle or method. It is more of a laid back retirement approach where you do slash your expenses, but you move to part-time work and you coast until you can fully retire. You're going here for more financial independence, the FI of the fire, and not necessarily the RE, the retiring early. This is the best inflation burner because you're pulling in more income during that time. You may be working 20 hours a week or maybe 25 hours a week. And listen, no one's defining how many hours a week. There might be some uh, professionals who are working 60 to 70 hour work weeks right now and are just completely burned out. And you would love the idea of just taking a 40 hour a week job where you can actually leave work at work. You would be happy with that. But imagine what it would be like if you could leave that 40 hour work week behind and truly only work two to three days a week. Wouldn't it be nice to have a four day weekend every weekend? So that's what a coast fire does. And in this slide, I had a person, he brought his own chair to the beach and it's the, it's sunsetting right now. He's got his own martini in his hand and he's got his laptop open because he's enjoying life in the moment, but only working a little bit during those moments. So all you have to do to be a coast fire is invest enough upfront and then you coast on the rest with your consulting, with your part-time job, or whatever that might be. Remember last time I jokingly said, I fantasize about my husband dying only to think about what would my retired life look like if he had an untimely demise or something else happened and he wasn't able to work anymore? What, what category would I comfortably fit in? And I looked at lean fire and then I looked at coast fire. I could completely do coast fire if I absolutely had to, but I could also do lean fire and you know draw on a fixed income. And it's nice to have that in the back of your brain. Knowing that you can fall asleep a little easier if something happens to me, to my job, to my husband, to his job, we can still retire early. It's a great feeling. For many of us who've worked as a Department of Defense civilian, or we have FBI here as well, or a DOJ civilian, let's just say federal civilian. For those who've worked as a federal civilian, you can even feel pretty good leaving the government before your MRA and federal employees know what that means, your minimum retirement age. Guess what? This 
carrot that is dangled in front of our faces to meet that 30-year mark, we can swipe it away and think about, you know, I could actually retire early before my minimum retirement age and just defer until my minimum retirement age. That's what my husband and I talk about quite often. And it feels good knowing that I don't have to wait for that time at 57. I can go seven years before that. So you do not have to remain in a place where work or people are making you physically sick or mentally sick and therefore slashing your life expectancy. We want to slash our variable expenses, not our life expectancy. Okay, we want to improve our quality of life. That's what all of this is about. So with Coast Fire, you can take more risk with freelance work, keep walking away from employers you don't like, or even take a sabbatical. I know that all of the logical, rational-minded individuals that are listening to this podcast right now, kind of like my husband when I first presented this to him, (laughs) jaw dropped, right? You're gasping for air. How could this be, Olivia? How could you speak of such things and this be considered expert financial advice. Well, first of all, I'm not advising. I'm providing education. I'm giving you more information on what's available out there. Again, with sci-fi, this is examining how you think, feel, and behave with money. How many of us have ever truly thought about swiping away that traditional retirement method and really looking at what could truly be in front of us a little earlier? Not many of us. Because first of all, a lot of us don't even know the basic financial knowledge or have the financial literacy we need to even know about credit reports and credit cards. How many people have actually even known of the FIRE method or the millionaire next door? Not many people. But with Coast Fire, all you have to do is keep up with necessary expenses in your retirement. It provides you more flexibility and less sacrifice than the first two fires. So it's kind of nice to think of that as well because then you're coasting, as Coast Fire implies, into that time of retirement where you can finally hang up your hat and only do what you wanna do and be at that point where you say to yourself, I'll just volunteer if I absolutely need something to do instead of having to have paid work. A really great feeling to have. The last one is Barista Fire. I'll tell you what that means in just a moment, but same as Coast Fire. However, you're needing to extend just a little bit before you can fully retire to gain health coverage. So think older 50s before folks are eligible for Medicare. It's the same as Coast Fire, but you're taking on a part-time job that offers health benefits until you're fully retired. The reason they say Barista Fire is because Starbucks is one of those businesses that provides employees health coverage, even for part-time work. You could become a barista fire for those health coverage benefits until you reach that age for Medicare. It's a great intermediary solution in order to make room for more quality of life and quality time. You can enjoy the grandkids, you can take them to Disney, you can do those types of things, but not have to come back to a 40-hour work week, but just something that's gonna hold you over and tide you over until those Medicare health benefits kick in. 
Now, for those of you out there who have TRICARE, for the retired service members or retired service member dependents like myself, we have TRICARE. TRICARE for life. We don't have to worry about that. What a nice feeling that you wouldn't even have to fall into that category of having to work a part-time job until your Medicare or health coverage benefits kick in. On this slide, I have someone walking on the beach at night. She's still living it up. She's retired, but she has a day job, but it's not taking up that much time to where she doesn't have the energy to enjoy taking a walk on the beach at night. Those are the types of things with catching fire or financial independence retiring early can do for you, but I'm not finished. We still have a little bit to go with this podcast because I want to give you a couple, actually a few calculations to help you wrap your mind around the difference between traditional retirement and the FIRE retirement. So with a traditional calculation, let's go back to that $70,000 a year because I want to make this realistic for those who may not be bringing in a six-figure income. Or if it's a dual income home where you're still only bringing in $70,000 a year, I want to show you just how realistic it is for you to save for retirement, whether it's a traditional retirement or catching fire retirement. So take somebody who earns $70,000 a year with zero savings right now for retirement. They put away 10% of their retirement or savings, which would be $7,000 a year. 10% of 70,000 is $7,000 retirement savings annually. You're only putting 10% 10 away, which is a traditional method for retirement. Here, with an assumed 8% return in the market, so like if you're contributing to TSP, uh, you're getting your contributions, match contributions, and that compound interest over 37 years at 8% return, by 2060 or 37 years later, you would have $1.42 million in a nest egg. Now, that's just with your money in a retirement account, but you could have a greater nest egg based on your home value, other assets that you've accumulated over those 37 years. But 37 years, ugh, just the thought. And that's how I thought when I first joined or um, came into the federal service, like, okay, this is going to be a long-term thing. And then my eyes were open and I said, no. Hey, big life circumstance. I had two kids and I did not like having to go to work 40 hours a week. I was missing out on life, but I continued to work uh, part time, finally engaged in entrepreneurial quest where I became a private practitioner, enjoyed all those five years of doing that. And that's all I needed to fill my bucket before I wanted to come back in, after I saw my reti- my husband retire after 27 years with the Air Force, I thought, wow, I probably need to get back in the government so I can retire early. So that's why I'm here and I'm loving what I'm doing. So it's a, it's a win-win situation. But that's a 37-year traditional calculation. Here's what a FIRE calculation looks like. Here's FIRE calculation number one. Same amount of money, $70,000 a year. You start, you have zero savings now. You're starting in 2023. And instead of putting 10% away a year, you're putting 30% away. 
So that would be $21,000 of retirement savings annually. And with 8% assumed return in the markets, within 24 years, you'll have that same amount of money that would have taken the person that only did 10% over 37 years. So you're slashing 13 years off of your retirement, but maybe even more depending on all of your total assets. So Olivia, how could you say to put away 30% of my annual income towards savings or towards retirement? Well, it's doable. And here's why I know, Team Redstone, a lot of you can afford 30% of retirement savings annually because a lot of you already afford making debt payments that are 30% or more annually. Think about that for a second. And I'm not even rolling in your mortgage. I'm talking credit card debt. I'm talking personal loans. I'm talking helping out family who can help themselves. And instead of setting boundaries, you said yes. (laughs) And now you're 30% or more in debt, not including your mortgage. A little sad, isn't it? So why not learn to live without that money now and do good things with it rather than live with the money so there's more chance of you doing something bad with it? So just think about that. Chew on that as I get to fire calculation number two. Now, hold on to your hats, y'all. It's about to get a little windy in here because we're going to have folks taking deep breaths (laughs) and wondering how in the world could I ever make this happen, Olivia? I'll tell you why in just a few moments. Same $70,000 a year, currently zero savings right now in 2023. But now you start putting 50% or $35,000 of your retirement savings away annually. And with 8% return assumed in 18 years, you've accumulated the same amount that it would have taken for 37 years at 10%. So you'd get to say, see you later to all your coworkers in the year 2041. Oh my goodness, just 18 years. That's pretty sweet. Now, I can, I can hear it now. Some people have already turned me off or folks are thinking, but how is that humanly possible? This is nothing new under the sun, folks. Remember back in the day when the older financial advisors and educators would tell you, now, if you have a spouse that is working, put all of that spouse's earned income into savings. Whatever happened to that? We can still do that. Not to say that you have to. You might be a single income earner, not married, making $70,000 a year. You can still put $35,000 away every year. Here's why. If you're putting 50% away in your retirement savings, instead of racking up the debt and having 50% of debt repayments from your annual 
salary. What a nice difference. Listen, Team Redstone, I'm not lying to you. Now, for confidentiality, I'm not going to go pull records and show you proof, but the proof is in the pudding. I have seen so many people, so many clients here at Team Redstone, high income earners who have 50% or more in debt repayments every year. And some of them have nothing to show for it. That's a sad state of affairs. So why not start putting that money away for retirement instead of dangling it out there for everybody else to touch rather than yourself at a later date? And in the financial symposium, I talked about thinking of retirement as a layaway plan, something that you're, you're steadily paying down now so that when it's time, you get to take it all. And you get to have it all, not lump sum, but it's there for you, right? I've talked about net worth before and individuals here at Team Redstone who tend to have a negative net worth. But if you're following the catching fire principles, living below your means, and also saving a huge chunk of your paycheck towards retirement and making good financial decisions, your net worth will always be in the positive. So, well, maybe not always. When you first take out a home mortgage, maybe not, but you are steadily inching towards that and you'd be there pretty quickly if you're if you're living below or at your means like you're supposed to. So here's the last thing that I'll say about catching fire, which is the hearth or heart of fire. It all circles back to your spend plan. You can make those adjustments to your spend plan or what some people call budget, but I hate calling it a budget because it implies dieting. But no, we want to call it a spend plan because it's what we want to plan to do with our money. It's the jobs that we give every dollar to do something good for us. That's what a spend plan is. Go back to your spend plan. What can you slash? How can you change things to where you can start putting more money into your retirement? You can be comfortable just with some simple calculations. Not everyone's goal is to retire early. There are people, believe it or not, who enjoy their work and they're just wanting to be financially independent. But listen, build your spend plan around the money you have left after making TSP contributions, after putting money into your flexible spending account, after putting money away in your emergency savings. And don't touch it. Your retirement, don't touch it. Don't take out a hardship loan. Don't pay down debt with your retirement money. You're taking short-term debt, turning it into long-term debt, and it's robbing you of your retirement. You don't want to build your spend plan around status spending, around flash, or supporting those who can support themselves. It's called strategic spending, and that's what catching fire is. I hope you catch fire in a good way. See you next time.